So um, I don't know who's on right now, but let's let's just jump on um, the first question. Um, get this conversation to, uh... going. Tell us about your uh, your journey. Well, before we get into your journey, let's talk about who you are. You are a freaking legend. Um, o- only in my own mind. Field. Only yeah. in my mind. And mine. You've been doing uh, deals representing celebrities, doing um, huge deals over the years. Um, you and your partner, Evelyn. Um, one of the most recent deals is, I know you can't um, disclose and we can't really get into too much on, on details of, of the clients because of, uh, you know, uh, being, um, being discreet and keeping things confidential. But um, one of the most recent deals was the uh, record breaking where you guys shattered uh, the Woodland Hills uh, by selling uh, almost a $10 million home to a uh, YouTuber and keep his name private. But maybe you can share with us a little bit about that and uh, how what that was like. Well, first, thank you guys for having me on. I like what you started here. I like the uh, rubbing elbows. I think it's going to be, you know, amazing and successful as you guys move forward with this. So thank you for having me on. Um, We can start with Woodland Hills and work backwards, or we can start with the journey of, you know, real estate. Um, As you guys know, I started MSM Luxury Estates way back in the day when we created Team 2000. This was before the team concepts really was, you know, out there in the mainstream real estate. We created MSM in such a way that it created a payment system for every agent that was on board with us, part of MSM, on every single deal, whether they were a part of it or not. And this created, you know, quite a buzz around the real estate industry because they didn't really understand how we made that work. And the way we made it work is every team member had to participate in each listing and doing something, whether showing the property, whether creating, you know, printed material, whether created uh, uh, video, whether showing properties on the weekend, whatever they had to do, they had a responsibility in the team and they got paid a percentage on every single deal. I mean, we took agents from being fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 at that time and made them into four or $500,000 agents. And that we had a run for about 11 years. And it was absolutely amazing. And as you know, Chuck, we did a lot of um, uh, repositioning of multifamily. We were involved in that for seven years. We did that from 2000 to about 2007. In 2007, I started MSM, Luxury Estates, and kind of broke off with Matt and went our separate way. And then 2008, the market crashed. And we had a, you know, a nice run of uh, cleaning up what we did in the past 10 years. But here we are, we're doing very well and we are breaking records. And this is not something new for us. We actually been doing this for a while. I broke uh, back in the day, we had the record for Studio City, highest sold price in Studio City. Highest Long Ridge. In Sherman Oaks on Long Ridge, uh, highest price sold in Tarzana, and now we have highest price sold in Woodland Hills. So 
So Mo, uh, this this is uh, Leor. I, I, I'm I'm curious because I, I I saw and I read uh, both on your websites and in other places uh, that MSM Luxury Estates uh, did start, like you just mentioned, in 2007. So what have you done differently to kind of separate yourself? Because very few people have been able to take advantage of the market that collapsed and really become the conglomerate they are today. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the, the moves and the things that you've done? Absolutely. Well, it took a couple of years to clean up some of the real estate, you know, after the 2008 crash. But then what I did is I really kind of downsized we went from a big brokerage into our own brokerage, MSM Luxury States. We had our own team, few, four, five agents. And um, I actually went to China and I opened up an office in China. We opened up offices in Shanghai and Hangzhou and Beijing. And what we did, the, the, the offices in China was not to do business in China, but to actually bring clientele here to the U.S., so it took actually a year and a half, and I kind of took a big risk. I stepped away, you know, from my local real estate market and went out to China and started developing relationships. And it took a couple of years, but it worked out really well. We developed amazing relationships, and we brought some uh, serious investors into the Los Angeles area. And that kind of actually brought us into a whole new realm which was property management, luxury property management. So a lot of the Chinese, our clientele were buying properties, but they were not here. They were still in China. They were just strictly investments. So we ended up also taking care of the management for them. And that's kind of where we had it off. And we kind of been doing that for the last five, six years, which is real estate management, high-end real estate management and international real estate and consulting. So it's kind I noticed, of yeah, I, I noticed on your website that you have uh, China and that seems to be very established. It also says you have uh, Dubai, if I'm not mistaken. Um, With Dubai, Saudi Arabia, China, we're starting Turkey. We were starting to do something with Russia. Kind of pulled off from that about a year and a half ago. We might go back into Russia. I'm not sure yet. Uh, but yeah, we do have an international presence. In the last couple of years, I've actually been to almost probably 20 countries in the last three years, just developing relationships on a consulting purposes and bringing investors back here to our local market. So obviously expanding into all these new territories and countries, um, you're constantly acquiring talent. Uh, talk to us about your tactics. How, how do you acquire talent? What are you looking for? What, what, uh, what, what are your uh, tricks? Well, tricks. Um, international business is a really very interesting business, and you have to kind of um, be a chameleon. You have to adapt to culture. You have to adapt to the way they do business, and it takes a lot of finesse. It takes a lot of creativity, but it also just takes a lot of listening. You just got to watch and listen to the people that you're dealing with. And that's really no different than doing real estate here locally. Most agents really don't listen to their clientele. And what you need to do is listen more, um, speak less. We're salespeople. We always tend to want to 
talk a lot, right? We want to tell everybody what we're thinking, but we want to hear what they're thinking. And so the tricks really was to kind of shut up and listen more and be adaptive to um, the foreign markets. You know, everybody does things a little differently. And, you know, when you're in China, do as the Chinese do with respect. And you give them that etiquette. And they, they're all about etiquette. They're all about titles. They're all about respect. So when you blend in, it really opens up doors. And they take you and accept you in much easier as if you were trying to implement your ways on them. Yeah. And you've done, you've done very, very well in China. Um, I don't know what you can share about the construction company, one of the biggest construction companies out there. Well, we partnered up with BCEG, Beijing Construction Engineering Group, and we became really good friends with the owner. And the daughter of the owner actually came out here and bought and invested some properties. And we became very close and we partnered up with them to become their international consultant for strictly for contract consulting. Um, that was good for a few years. They since last year, they sold it back to uh, Beijing government. So they no longer own it and it kind of reverted it back to the government. Okay, but while they owned it, um, you had a, you had a role here in the states, right? Yeah, we're their exclusive representation. Got it. We represented yeah. them here. Uh, BCEG Consulting firm was based right here in Beverly Hills, and we consulted for them on an international level for contracts. I see. Okay. Um, I wanted to just kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, and talk about what's happening locally, what's happening right now. You know, you know, we've got something new every day. We've got the coronavirus, we have the looting, we have, you know, rates going up. We've got, you know, murderous hornets scheduled. We've got all this. Let me ask you about... Well, you know all of you... it. What do you want to know? Yeah, I want to know what gives you hope about <sighs> this whole thing. What gives me hope? Well... I'm one of these people that are very rare because I am the eternal optimist. You know, I always wake up in the morning with a positive mental attitude. And, you know, while the people think that, you know, the sky's falling, I go, hey, this is great. That means we're going to have a new sky tomorrow. You know, I look at things completely different than most people. So what gives me hope is I know that after any major event like what we're going through right now, especially after the coronavirus and then going coming out of the coronavirus directly into, you know, the protesting and the rioting, uh, I believe that great times are ahead. You know, two, three trillion dollars released into the economy. And if you guys remember 1994, when we had the earthquake and they released about $28 billion only in our local market, right? Well, it took a couple of years after that, but the market shot up from 97 to 2007. For 10 years, it was unstoppable. I believe that we're going to see the same kind of a market probably by the end of this year, beginning of next year, where the market will start to really skyrocket. That's very um, optimistic. That's good. Very optimistic, um, but that's a lot of money in the marketplace. 
Yeah, definitely. Even though we have large unemployment, I think the unemployment definitely will take its effect on the market. We will see a, uh, an adjustment in pricing. That's absolutely for sure. We'll see an adjustment in pricing. We'll see the market slow down just a tad, but I don't see a major, major shift in the market. I think we are still strong. I think buyers are still out there buying. And really the adjustment, if you look at it from this year, this time versus last year, 2019, we only dropped by like three or 4%, which is really not a major drop. Nothing yeah. like nothing like what we saw in 2008. Right. Yeah, absolutely. 2008, 2008 was a, 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 a much different, but I want to change gears again. Sorry, Leo. I want to, I don't know where you're going, but I was going to ask a question in regards to um, representation on uh, dealing with celebrity clients, you know, social media gurus, influencers, people like that. Um, what kind of um, accommodations and what do they expect and how, you know, we've got people that are watching or listening that um, that's the goal. That's, that's the goal, you know, to get yourself a great client that's in that space. What can you tell us about representing those types of uh, clients? Well, I mean, if you represented celebrities, you know, they, um, they like the handholding. They like to, um, they like realtors to be there at their beck and order. Um, they definitely, I mean, you deal with their, their management, you deal with their business manager, you deal with their attorney, but they also reach out to you directly and expect you to also always answer your phone, always be there for them. Uh, we're seeing a new type of celebrities and definitely in their own right. And that's YouTubers. I mean, YouTube has created more celebrities in a short period of time, more celebrities and more millionaires than probably any other industry, probably just outside of Silicon Valley. But they've, they've created um, millionaires. And these, these YouTubers are absolutely um, celebrities in their own right. And so they expect the same kind of a treatment, same type of service that you would give, you know, a big screen celebrity. And that's kind of uh, the trend that we're seeing right now. Uh, the celebrity, the YouTubers, celebrities that I was working with, uh, they are, they're busy. They're constantly busy. And, and they, they're more, they're busier actually than certain celebrities because they're creating their own content at all times. So that puts them on demand always, they're always doing something to create that content, which allows it to be a little bit harder to really get a hold of them and deal with them because they're constantly creating content. So it's a little tricky, but it's very doable. Yeah, they're creating, they're editing, they're doing post-production. All of it. They're one-man show. I mean, now most of them are growing and doing really well, and they have a huge team with, you know, editing and post-production and all that but um they for in the beginning they've pretty much done it all so yeah. mo uh anytime you know we bring somebody uh of your caliber on the show uh we have realtors that are listening that are either established or trying to get established i always like to kind of pick the brain and maybe get some tips or ideas on what you can suggest to agents 
that they can implement in today's kind of market to see an impact to their bottom line, really go out there and, and start uh, uh, growing their business. Can you give any tips on that? Um, sure. I mean, I, I can probably do more on an international level. Uh, that's kind of where I've been lately. But I would say that clientele right now in the marketplace are very, very savvy. They're very smart. They have information at their fingertips. Um, you can't really BS a client anymore. I think transparency, being honest, being direct, being straightforward is the number one rule in our real estate market moving forward. Um, they, they're savvy, they're informed, they want information, they wanna be treated with such. Uh, you know, look, I've said it a long time ago, I don't sell homes. Homes always sell themselves. Clients hire me to service their the transaction, to really make sure we're problem solvers. I've always considered myself as a problem solver. You know, showing homes, anybody can show a home. You open the door, you don't have to point out the living room in the kitchen. You know, that kind of explains itself, right? Right. But when they say I do, your job is to basically make sure the transaction goes through without any hiccups. And if there are hiccups, you're there to solve it. They don't want, you know, to hear about every little situation that occurs in the transaction. This is why we get paid as realtors. We need to be ahead of it. We need to make sure we see or foresee any issues that may come up deal with them before they actually come up, which makes for a very smooth transaction for the clients. That's kind of really what my, my motto has been all these years. And this is what I tell any agent that's either starting or successful. And sometimes when we get successful, you know, kind of goes through our head and we become a little complacent and we believe that we're the celebrity and clients should service us but we always need to make sure we take care of the clientele. I've got a question. Thank you. Thank you for that, uh, Mo. I've got a question um, regarding uh, how to, how do I say this? Rubbing elbows started with us wanting to, with us wanting to <clears throat> connect uh, people in our network, some people that are, you know, household names, some people that are much bigger brands and being able to align yourself with those people. And we're firm believers that, you know, that's your way to level up. So, you know, we've had people, you know, like Harma Hartuni, we had people from Realtor.com, we had VP of Lawyers Title, all, you know, different types of people that can only help your business, can only level you up one way or another. So my question to you is, um, if somebody were to be in a position, one of our one of our viewers or whatever, be in a position to potentially pick up a social media guru or a YouTuber or something, <clears throat> can they, should they, I have a feeling you're going to say yes, but should they and would you encourage them to say, hey, feel free to name drop, you know, Mo that I've sold record-breaking in Woodland Hills and Sherman Oaks and Tarzana. I can handle, you know, these types of, of gigantic transactions, YouTubers, vloggers, whatever it may be. Feel free to name drop me and, 
if it means you getting the listing, utilizing me, by all means, I'll come in and co-list it with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you knew the answer was going to be yes. And if any anybody needs, you know, quick consultation, 10-minute, 15-minute phone consultation, I mean, that's I'm kind of going towards that. As you know, I've been doing this for 30 years. So the natural progression in real estate life is to start coaching and or consult. And this is what I've been kind of doing internationally is consulting. So I would pull it back a little bit. But if anybody needs a conversation, absolutely. Feel free to give me a call and see what I can do to help. Yes. But so for the uh, most part, it's really easy. It's really well, I mean, it's easy and it's not easy. They are very demanding. If you pick up, you know, social media guru or one of these major YouTubers or a celebrity, really, I mean, I go back to saying the same thing. Listen, you know, you don't need to say much, really listen more than we talk. And if you listen long enough, they'll give you all the answers. So Mo, since you're going towards coaching, which I think is, uh, is perfect at, at this point, uh, you've done and seen almost uh, worldwide. So uh, let me ask you a question that, that can kind of tie into coaching. Uh, can you give maybe some daily discipline tips that you think a realtor should have? Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, don't wake up in the morning and just wing it. I absolutely take the time either the night before uh, write out your to-do list, write out your goals, write out what you want to accomplish, you know, as simple as either, you know, three to five tasks. I think we're losing this. And just the task, let it kind of seep in your mind as you sleep. I always think the night before is always best because your mind, your subconscious mind will actually give you the answers and give you the direction that you want to go in. So writing those down and reading them before you go to sleep. And then when you first wake up in the morning, my thing is don't check your phone. Don't go on, you know, social media. Don't start looking at your text. Take, take 10, 15 minutes to yourself in the morning. I would say an hour, but I know a lot of people go an hour. Oh my God, I don't have an hour. But you do have an hour to make sure that you spend an hour for yourself. It's your business. It's for what you need to accomplish. But if you can start with 15 minutes, review your goals, think about it, think who you're going to reach out, you know, that day to meet your goals. And that, that would be my first advice to anybody is uh, write it down and review it. Plan and, actually, and actually do it. Yep, and actually do it. And actually, well, that's the trick, by the way, actually doing it. I got to say, when, when Leo, when you asked him uh, about uh, daily, uh, daily things to do for yourself, right away, one of the things that I, that I took from Mo today, and we're always learning from, from our friends and colleagues, is what you said earlier, you know, it's it's about the mindset and the outlook. The sky's falling. We're going to have a new sky tomorrow. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we really uh, will, by the way. We really will. I mean, it just, look, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give you a little philosophical, you know, two minutes here of, of my mentality and how I think. 
if you go outside and you look at the day and it's a little bit windy, we always have the right to bitch and complain about the wind. We always have the right and, you know, to bitch about the, how hot it is or how sunny it is or how cold or how rainy. But that's all the perception. And we hold our own perception. No one else controls our perception. There's two things that no one can ever control over you. The number one is your thought process. Nobody can control that. They can jail you. They can beat you up. They can't go into your mind and control your thoughts. So if that's the only thing you control, why not control your thoughts? And your thoughts control your perception. So if you think it's going to be a beautiful day, you'll make a beautiful day out of it. No matter what happens, you have the mindset to actually create something beautiful out of what you perceive to be beautiful. And that becomes your reality. That's kind of my mindset. That is yeah. beautiful. And a lot, of people, a lot of people forget how powerful that is whatever you say to yourself, whatever you said, even if you don't mean it and you, you bump your toe on your coffee table, first thing in the morning, you're like, ah, oh, shit, today is going to be one of those days. It's going to be one of those days. Cause that's what you said. Absolutely. So I'm going to open it up here very soon. So start thinking of your questions, but I, I do have one, one final question, at least for me, maybe Chuck has one as well. Um, I, I've noticed in some of your quotes, you talk about, mixing advanced technology with personal touch. Can you talk about what kind of technology you guys are using at MSM or, or you uh, personally, what kind of advanced technology you're referring to? We're currently revamping. We're revamping all of our technology. And I think that um, that's another thing that we have to get used to uh, in the real estate industry. Everything is becoming more technologically advanced everything has to be um if you're not on social media if you're not on youtube if you're not you know in any of these platforms you're kind of missing the boat and we're really we kind of pulled back because we haven't just to be honest with you we have not been you know on youtube because we didn't need to do all that but now i'm seeing that if we don't start doing all that if we don't start utilizing the technology that's available we're going to miss the boat to those who can, even though they have less experience in the real estate market, but they have more social media experience, they'll do better than those who are experienced. So we're in the middle of actually going through the process of interviewing a lot of tech companies that we want to revamp our system. And that's kind of where we're at as far as technology. So before, <clears throat> thank you for that. Before, uh, if anybody has any questions, before we jump <clears throat> questions, um, <clears throat> I wanted to, first of all, acknowledge um, some of my friends here, um, Sabine and Chantal from Topanga Properties, who are kicking butt over there. Um, Kelly Malone, who used to be my processor, and now she's a, a lifelong friend who uh, uh, knows her stuff in real estate. Shay, who's uh, now California Pocket Listing, who's an affiliate of LA Fixers. Stacy, who's uh, a big part of LA Fixers. Sabrina, who's uh, been our Tyler rep on a bunch of transactions. Um, and Mo, I'm sure you know Iris because uh, I know you guys know each other. We do know each other. You great were in, to uh, see her. Well, at least great to see her. Hall of fame, right? Say that again? You were in like the Hall of Fame. We were, I believe we were in the Hall of Fame together, yeah, back in the uh, Remax OTB days. 
OTB. Yes. OTB on the boulevard. Anybody have any question from Mo? Raise your hand. No. See, they all listened to covered it. They all listen, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's Michelle. I think Michelle. I think Michelle's trying to. Let me go ahead and unmute. <laughs> I said I have a question for you. Oh sure. What do your goals look like today? My goals today. Well, okay, I had a I had a different day today. Uh, my lease on my car was up on my wife's car actually was up. It was up a month ago and we've been trying to get them to take the car back and they wouldn't take the car back because of this COVID-19 and you know nobody wants to touch your car and it's got to be sanitized. So we literally had to go through hoops to get this um, car returned to them. I mean, I was driving a car for free for 30 days, which was great. But uh, the goal was to actually get that accomplished. And we went and picked up a new car for her. So my goal today was to actually just get that done and get that accomplished and out of the way. That was and prepare for this lovely um, meeting with Chuck and Lior. You know, I'll tell you something. I love having, you know, experts, real experts on here. And I especially love it when they're my friends. And uh, you and I have been friends for a long, long time. And it's we'll been a joyful friendship. And we're going to stay friends for a long, long time. And I think we were planning on, on going looting tonight together. <laughs> yeah, where uh, do you want to go? Friends and and I, I appreciate our friendship. And I, I, I truly appreciate our friendship. Um, any other questions for our guest here, for Mo? We have one second. No, okay. Everyone We're all good. So, so I'll throw one more question at you. Okay. And we really try to keep this thing like 30, 35, 40 minutes because it's smack in the middle of, of a Thursday. And everyone is kind of, uh, you know, we do it like a quick 30 thing, short and sweet and potent. So um, I know we addressed market conditions. I know we addressed where the market's going. Um, what do you think as far as there's a lot of people that are like, I don't want to sell, I'm thinking of waiting, or I don't want to buy, I'm thinking of waiting. Um, what's your, I know you deal, you might deal with different types of, of clients, but at the end of the day, a concerned client is a concerned client. Someone's waiting to, waiting to sell or waiting to buy. How do you, uh, um, tackle that? Yeah. Better, better yet. What's your script? Well, I, I, I think that's a great question, Chuck. And I can tell you, as long as I've been in real estate and all the markets that we've gone through, that question seems to always pop up every single year, regardless of the situation we're in, regardless of the, you know, the marketplace, everybody always asks, hey, should I buy now? Well, I mean, look, you got to look at it in, in a couple of different ways. We, we live in California, our California real estate market or better yet, our Southern California, Los Angeles market will always be our LA market, which is stronger than any other market out there. So whether you buy now or buy three months from now, you'll, you're still going to do fine as long as you're a little bit into the long term. Uh, if you're expecting to buy now and sell in, you know, six months, I would say do a lot of homework and figure out exactly what you're buying and buy it right. 
But if you're buying to buy long term, you will always do well with it, no matter what market you're buying in. My advice to anybody right now, my my spiel to them is, you know, I would ask the question, why are you buying? Is this for your personal property? Is this for a long term investment? If it's for personal property or long term investment, I would say absolutely buy now. Let's shop around, pick the best property possible, you know, for the right price and buy it now because nobody has a crystal ball. And I believe that our market will actually be a lot better next year than what it is right now. We're not going to see a worse market. We're going to see a better market. But if you're, you know, flipping LA fixers, you're buying and flipping, then you've got to buy it right. And you got to flip it right. And, you know, don't hold on to it too long because the longer you hold on to it, it eats into your profits. So for fix and flip, go in, get out, you know, make less than you wanted to make, but definitely flip it faster and move on. Chuck knows that. He's an expert in that. Uh, but if long term, definitely by now. Or yeah, it's like that. 90 days. It's like that old saying, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we wrap things up, Lior, you want to uh, give a little description of the weekly wins and how we do that? Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure if uh, we mentioned to you earlier, Mo, but every uh, episode we like to finish on a positive note and uh, allow anybody who's on this right now to share any kind of win, big, small, personal, business, anything in the last week that you can consider a win. Uh, so I would like uh, for you to think of something and share with us in a moment here, but also open it up and allow anybody else on uh, on this group to go ahead and share any wins. I'll actually share one. I actually shared one that I've got going with Stacy. We had this uh, this deal. Why don't, why don't you let? Why don't you let Stacy tell us? Here, I'll unmute her. Go uh, ahead, Stacy. Listen, if Stacy tells you to, we're going gonna, gonna to be a different show. We might be here for an hour. Um, we worked really hard on a deal that was very, very complicated with a buyer that went MIA on us. And it's just been hell. And we After he went non-contingent. Non-contingent. Gave him everything, extensions, everything. Chased him down and... At the end of the day today, Chuck and I are meeting to have it signed with a new buyer, solid buyer, and sold. Non-contingent. That's yeah. awesome. That is definitely a win. <laughs> yep. I'm going psycho. Chuck owes me a, a hair dye. <laughs> hey, I have a hair guy. Look, he cut my hair yesterday. Why? Not color. I need color. I took a couple of shots of tequila and I was brave enough to go in the bathroom and, and shave it off. What do you guys think? Oh, you did it? Looks I did like, it myself. Looks very professional. It looks like, a, you know, a quarantine haircut. Oh, we've got Michelle. Let's unmute Michelle. I was high-fiving him. Ching. Good job. <laughs> oh. I have a win I'd like to share. Please. I've been working on this for quite some time, actually. Um, I would say probably the last six months. I've been working on this very diligently. And today, I got an email this morning 
that I am actually MSM Luxury Estates is approved to do government contracting. So we are now approved to do business with the United States government. That is incredible. That was a huge win. That is incredible. And that might mean a lot in the next six to 12 months here. I think the timing is perfect. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, I, I just went ahead and allowed for anyone to unmute themselves. Uh, I'll go ahead and share a, a win while others are thinking. Uh, we just partnered up with uh, Cardinal. My team and I um, uh, opened up a uh, branch for Cardinal Financial, which is one of the largest uh, real estate uh, lending companies. Um, and by doing so, we have now, because it's been crazy and the lending market, you realtors know very well, it's been taking 45, 60 days to close any kind of a transaction at best. Uh, we're now able to do purchases in under 20 days again, which, wow. you know, six months ago didn't sound like a big deal, but now is a huge deal. Uh, Jumbo is coming back. We've officially uh, got Chase back on board for Jumbo. Uh, and then FHA uh, is down to a 580 credit score again, which not too long ago was in the mid sixes. So that's a big deal for us. So we're very excited. That's awesome. Good. I think uh, Chantal I and have, also yeah. have a win. Iris, Iris, Iris yeah. unmuted herself. Hey, Iris. Yeah. Hi, I have a win. To, first, Mo, how are you? And telephone Hi, number, Iris. contact number. I didn't see you for so many years. I know, I miss you. How you been? You good? <laughs> I'm good. Everything is great. And my win for today, my daughter, Sivan, gave birth this morning to twins. Oh, that's amazing. Boy and a boy and a girl. I, I, I personally know Sivan and love Sivan, and that's amazing news. I will tell her. Mo, I need your contact number. I want to uh, keep in touch. Where are you? Where is your office now? In Beverly Hills. We're in Beverly Hills on Crescent. Okay. But you can just Mo okay. or MSM, or I can give it to you right now. Okay, give it to me now. It's 310. Okay. 990-9850. That's my cell. 9850. Yep. All right, Chantal, you guys are up. All right. Our win of the day is that we are progressively growing every day. We have tons of leads coming in. We're contacting tons of people every day. We have tons of new clients mm -hmm. and every day is a good day lately. It's fun. That's it's a good really day. good. <laughs> That's, awesome. awesome. yeah. That's guys, exciting. They're, they're, killing, they're, they're revamping. They're revamping. I think I said it before Topanga properties, which is a 45 year old real estate company. The original place in in Topanga, city of Topanga, which is in between the beach and like Woodland Hills, and I've oh. personally visited their office uh, last week. I took a little video because you know I've got my own LA Fixers vlog, and I took a video of of comparing you know Sotheby's and then your mom and pop you know uh, uh, real estate company. Or comparing a Starbucks and and your mom and pop coffee coffee shop where these people are there they're there for the roots they're there not just for a paycheck they live there they they own their craft there so I wish you guys great great luck and I was I thought you were gonna talk about a win of uh, 
There's like a big listing that you guys uh we do. Yes, yes we, have. we have a few we have a few new listings. One is the only horse ranch in in the canyon and uh, with ocean views, which that's a big win. That'll be exciting. Um, you know, we got we got things happening every day, so things are happening. We're happy. Wonderful. Sounds like so, sounds like you guys are, are killing it over there. Good job. Next week, we want to hear about some new listings. Definitely. So if uh, nobody else has any wins, I would like to uh, thank Mo for taking the time. It doesn't go unnoticed uh, for you to take time out of your day. I know you're extremely busy opening up offices all over the world. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we are still new, everyone. So please share, tell your friends, uh, follow us uh, and subscribe on uh, YouTube. Uh, this was episode eight uh, with Mo, and unfortunately, Evelyn is not uh, with us. Um, but Mo, thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time, and we'll see you again, same place, same time next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for everybody being here, and I look forward to seeing you guys again. See All you right. soon. Thank you so much. Be well. Thanks, Chuck. Uh, stay. Thanks, Lior. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.